0: this is talk of the town on magic 590 plus 100.5 fm i'm bob cudmore our guest is glenville town supervisor chris Ketsley, a republican supervisor Ketsley has been in office since 2009 and is running unopposed for re-election this year like to start off with some budget talk Uh, The Glenville budget, you're about to release the town's proposed budget. Uh, What is the likely town tax increase?
1: Well, very minimal again uh, this year, Bob, and and thank you for having me, by the way. I I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, We're looking at, you know, our tax cap. We're all living under the tax cap nowadays. Mm -hmm. The tax cap in Glenville is uh, when you factor in the growth of the town, 2.4%. We're going to be well below that this year as far as a levy uh, adjustment, about one, we're looking at about one and a half, 1.6, somewhere in there, which really means to the average homeowner about $6 a year Mm -hmm. in um, additional uh, taxes to help cover the cost of the town operations.
0: Well, as you know, I'm one of those homeowners, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it sounds okay, but you have been uh, making the case, has been media coverage of this, you've been making the case that Glenville and other municipalities in Schenectady County need to get a larger share of the Schenectady County sales tax. Can you explain how you see that situation?
1: Yeah, so, you know, municipalities are financed really only by two revenue sources, by and large. One is the sales tax revenue collected by the county, and the second is through levy, tax levy. So mm-hmm. what you don't get in sales tax revenue, you have to make up in, in levy. Schenectady is among the stingiest of counties across the state in their share of that sales tax. I'll give you a quick example. Saratoga shares their sales tax with their municipalities 50-50 uh, in, in uh, In Schenectady, for every new tax dollar or Mm -hmm. sales tax dollar that comes in, Schenectady takes 97%, the county and the city, or 97 cents Mm -hmm. of that dollar. The municipalities each get less than a penny on every new sales tax dollar that comes in. You can't grow your community, you can't grow your town on that type of stingy sales tax share and we're saying the county needs to do what other counties do and provide the municipalities with more sales tax revenue so we can meet our growth
0: well Seneca County as you might imagine has responded uh, and as I understand their arguments that they say that well there are counties that don't give any mm. uh, of the sales tax to the municipalities, and they say they provide services mm. uh, to the town of uh, Glenville and other t- municipalities, and also they say things are tough for them, too.
1: Yeah. A couple things on uh, counties that don't provide any, that's true, although they're pretty rural counties without without large towns, typically. It's typically in counties where county government is really the only government, so they're, they're kind of being uh, disingenuous in that argument. Um, they do have problems. But you have to realize, not only are they taking 97% of all new sales tax revenue, they're getting, between them and the city, $5 million a year in casino revenue now. Uh, There is a ton of revenue on the table all of a sudden for the county and and the city. And if you can't solve your problems uh, with that, and if you can't share fairly with your communities... Then there's a, there's a fiscal problem at the county level that needs to be looked at, and also there's
0: there's a political divide here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're a Republican, and the town board, I believe, is a Republican, yeah. and the Schenectady County Legislature, which calls these the shots on the sales tax, yeah. that that's Democratic, or the Democratic yeah,
1: Party. Uh, unfortunately, you would hope that that doesn't have anything to do with making good, sound decisions. Uh, unfortunately, we can't be naive, and sometimes it does. But they're starving a Democrat controlled town in niskiuna too they're starving a democrat controlled town in rotterdam too so it isn't like glenville alone we're the only ones that are pointing this problem out but it hurts the democrats in niskiuna it hurts the democrats in rotterdam as well
0: one program that the county just announced this week uh, talking about countywide programs Uh, Schenectady County leaders say they'll fund a street crime interdiction task force to be composed of police officers from the sheriff's office and municipal police departments, such as Glenville. The unit would focus on thefts, break-ins, and other quality-of-life crimes. The Glenville police chief is uh, quoted as saying he supports any measure that would reduce crime, but he, and he was joined in this by the Scotia police chief, but he said he has a staffing concern um they're going to i guess the county is going to make the municipality whole for an officer they take for this task force but it takes time to get a new officer
1: well there's not a lot of details on this proposal um unfortunately i think the county is rolling out another convoluted costly uh scheme here that nobody quite understands what's going on with this they didn't talk to the municipalities before they made this proposal apparently they didn't talk to us um But what we understand about it is they want to take uh, police officers from the towns and focus them on the city, really, the the problems in the city. And then what they say is they will take one shot, a one shot, as we understand it from the news article, to cover the cost of new police officers in the towns, meaning you get the the cost covered for one year. Mm Mm-hmm. What they're actually doing is going to drive up the cost to the towns in the future years because there's no funding source identified after year one.
0: Mm. Now, the um, um, way this w- uh, could work uh, w- would help the whole county, wouldn't it, though?
1: Well, we don't know. We, all we know is they want to focus on areas that are uh, problem areas. We know they identify problem areas as uh, primarily in the city. We don't have the street-level crime in Glenville, that they're talking about. Uh, they don't have it in Iskuna. that they're talking about. When you read about what they're talking about, they're talking about street level crime that's typically been happening in Schenectady.
0: Mm. Uh, however, in in Glenville, let me ask you about this, there, there recently was a shooting in which uh, an individual was killed by police gunfire and an officer was wounded. The state police investigation said it was uh, proper. Apparently the man had uh, mental issues. Um, how is the officer doing?
1: He's doing well. He's doing well. I saw him uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, he's getting out and about. He's uh, recovering uh, nicely.
0: Well, uh, and you were talking about the the problem with crime is, is mainly in the uh, city of Schenectady. But uh, Glenville, has, for years, had its own uh, police force. Some suburban mm-hmm. towns don't. Right. Um, uh, like Clifton Park, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, is it ever, does it ever come up that does Glenville really need a police force? I mean, as a resident, I guess i would say yeah, I think probably. But what do you think?
1: <laughs> it does come up a lot with residents, actually. When I uh, go door to door, you hear different opinions. And uh, some folks want the, our own police department. Some folks want to go with the state police model. Uh, I'll only tell you that when you look at it, the cost savings is not significant enough. I've talked to Supervisor Barrett about it. He, he spends quite a bit of money on uh, protection from the state police too. That's in Clifton Park. In Clifton Park. Um, he has to provide the barracks as I understand it. So he, there is a significant amount of cost to using the state police as opposed to using your own police. Um, either way, police protection is expensive. Mm. And then we
0: come to another uh, saving government money uh, idea. Uh, Scotia is a village within the town mm-hmm. of Glenville. It has its own police department, mm-hmm. um, and there there has been some talk about trying to merge those. In opposition, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, primarily from Scotia. They didn't want to give up their police department.
1: Yeah. We we have uh, about, I don't know, four or five years ago really reached out and thought about an idea of trying to uh, work together on this. Scotia didn't want really anything to do with it. There hasn't been any new talk since uh, one of the things that I've done is created a joint task force between uh, the village and the town to explore ways of working together in the future. And so we put a citizens committee together, people from the town, people from the village to come together and talk about ideas, not just regarding public safety or the police departments, but really anywhere across the board, how can we work together to save save money?
0: Another um, planning development that's about to come out, a land use plan, uh, the town board is to consider a land use plan for Glenville, which has been in development for several years. What are the highlights of this plan?
1: So that's the comprehensive plan. The comprehensive plan really guides the town's vision for uh, the coming years regarding zoning and land use, as you say. Um, the last time we updated it was 1990, so mm-hmm. a lot has changed since, and it's a large document. Uh, but really the things that we kind of look for in there is give us guidance on – where we want to say have um, retail growth, where do we want to have our industrial growth, where do we want to have our multifamily uh, developments, what do we want to do with the riverfront, mm-hmm. how do we protect West Glenville rural character. Those are the issues we're dealing with in this um, plan and I think uh, it took three years of volunteer work uh, to come up with this plan And I and I think it really... Um, addresses all the concerns that our residents have expressed, and I think is going to be a fantastic document for mm-hmm. us to go in the future.
0: In fact, you were quoted as uh, saying in the Daily Gazette, I believe, we we want to keep single family areas, single family commercial areas, commercial and rural areas the way they are. Yep. It sounds like it's a status quo sort of land use plan. It
1: it, it is it, from that perspective, but when you think about the past five or six years, there's been um, a number of proposals that have tried to um, change that. And so, you know, there's been um, recreational uses in West Glenville, commercial recreational uses in West Glenville proposed, multifamilies proposed everywhere. So in one way, it's status quo of of what the town's um, history has been. But in another way, it's a response to overdevelopment and overgrowth and making sure we're not Mm-hmm. overgrowing or putting putting things where they don't belong
0: I'm Bob Cudmore our guest is Glenville Town supervisor Chris Ketzley uh, uh, Glenville is a town in uh, Schenectady County for those maybe who, who don't know uh, uh, close to 30,000 people 50 yeah. square miles that's considerable chunk of uh, real estate. It now sits across the Mohawk River from the casino. Yes. How is the casino? I mean, we've we've had the mayor of Schenectady on, uh, Gary McCarthy, talking about the casino in Schenectady. How is the casino impacting Glenville?
1: Well, it's really so far been a non-event for our businesses on Freemans. We thought we would see a significant amount of business uh, increase. There really has been none of that when I mean, you talk to the business owners. Uh, We've had some impacts on traffic. We've had an uptick in DWIs, certainly uh, after midnight. Uh, Mm -hmm. The midnight shift has been impacted a little bit. Uh, When they do events like the fireworks, we have significant impacts um, in tying up our traffic over Freeman's Bridge Road. Uh, But generally speaking, it really hasn't produced um, what we thought it would as far as hope for our businesses. One of the things that we fought for and continue to fight for is a fair share of that casino revenue, where mm-hmm. that $5 million yeah. is going to the city and is going to the county, but nothing is going to the town of Glenville, which has it right on its front doorstep. In fact, what's maddening about this is Albany County, Schoharie County, Montgomery County, um, Herkimer County, I believe, um, Saratoga mm-hmm. County all get a cut. Right. They all get a cut. But you're not getting a and cut. We don't get a cut. Huh. So it's it's a it's a bizarre setup and it's unfortunate. Hmm.
0: Across, again across uh, the back across the river in glenville there's uh, been a development the uh, popular w- water's edge a restaurant owned by pat Papalizio, mm-hmm. they they built a hotel there yeah I mean you know when i I knew somebody the first person I knew who stayed at the hotel went up to the hotel room out looking out on the river, it reminded me of Florida yeah. I mean, you can see a marina and you can see water i mean um do you think that's more of that's going to happen more development on the a river on the Glenville side?
1: I, I do think there's a possibility for that, although the way the land is owned on the river, it, it makes it difficult. Um, the National Grid has quite a bit of chunk of it for their, their wires and, and uh, their, their distribution lines. But you know, what we're looking at is how do we with this comprehensive plan we just talked about, how do we connect with the river better? How do we use the river? How do we have recreational opportunities? And one of the things we're focused on is a bike path, a walking path along the river from uh, Alplaus, which we like to connect into Freedom Park down in Mm -hmm. Scotia, right along the river. Uh, We definitely want more boat launches, uh, more fishing piers, really recreational uses uh, along the river.
0: There has been one development proposed for along the river that's uh, become controversial, and that's in Alplaus, which is a hamlet in the uh, town of Glenville, Mm -hmm. kind of a quaint place. Mm -hmm. I know I drive through it every time I come over to this uh, radio station, and many residents of Alplos are concerned with the proposal from Prime Mohawk LLC of Cahos to convert a land parcel along the river, including a brownfield site from the GE days, into a 228-unit housing development. Uh, where does this proposal stand?
1: So the town board is looking at this uh, very seriously. We've asked the developer to do a full-fledged environmental impact study, which is a significant study. Um, you know, we're trying to weigh uh, the concerns of the residents saying that it doesn't fit the, the character of their neighborhood uh, with the fact that this is a potential cleanup of a brownfield on the riverfront, which would help us connect. They'd give us a bike path. They'd give us a, a waterfront park. They'd give us a bunch of things for the residents to use. Um, when you go down there now, there's a marina uh, that that is Um, There but there's also a almost defunct industrial park. So it would clean up an old industrial park It would clean up a brownfield There's a lot of benefits to it. There's some concerns to it And so what we said is okay, we need to slow down We need to get all the facts Mm -hmm. and we're going to make the developer uh, do the environmental impact study So that the town board can take into consideration all all the information
0: What I gather maybe just from watching the multitude of signs in El Plas opposing the project is that the residents don't want the multi-unit housing. Right. I don't know if it's correct to say apartments. Maybe they will be condos. But right. they would, in fact, I, I believe the residents have said, well, how about a single family right. development? Uh, how about that?
1: Yeah, so the developer came in with over 400 apartments, was the original proposal. Working with the community, we, the town board, have gotten it down to about 228, with most of those being either town a lot of them being townhouses mm-hmm. for or and a single family we have a single family neighborhood that we've we've we're able to work into the development the problem is the cost of the cleanup because it's a brownfield because it's an industrial park the cost of the cleanup requires density in order to cover that cost of cleanup you can't afford to put a single family neighborhood on that property and still pay for the cleanup of all the chemicals and the contamination in the soil so Unfortunately, there needs to be a component of density to cover that cost. Mm. We agree. It would be great if it was a single-family neighborhood. But it's contaminated, it's dirty, and it's going to require a lot of money to clean that up, and you're going to need to cover that cost with the the apartments.
0: Chris Katzlees, WeatherSea Supervisor of the Town of Glenville. Let me just uh, talk a little bit about uh, Glenville, you know, because... Again, as I've said, I've lived there for over 30 years, and it's a really interesting town. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go from, like, like the hamlet of Alplos, where I believe the author Kurt Vonnegut once lived. Uh, You've got the Air Base, Mm -hmm. I can't. I mean, uh, uh, Air National Guard Base. You've got commercial. You've got industrial down along uh, Route 5. And then you come to West Glenville, and you've got a really rural uh, area uh, that, as you said uh, in a previous uh, comments that there's some commercial development coming out there now that's uh, a lot of a lot of
1: variety in mm-hmm. it is it's interesting it's mo- one of the most interesting town we have, we're we a very diverse town people don't realize it with the uh suburban um neighborhoods of the uh, the eastern part of the town and the rural part in the west we have a village we have uh industrial parks we have a growing retail center now. We have town center defined, which we really never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it is a fascinating town. It's it's diverse. It's growing. It's changing slightly. But we want to we want to keep that character of Glenville that you you know for thirty years have been has been pretty special, and and that's what we want to try to preserve while we continue to progress and grow.
0: Well, something that's in the news is also coming to Glenville: medical marijuana. Yeah. Fiorello Pharmaceuticals planning to operate a medical marijuana growing facility inside a building being constructed in the Glenville Business Park on Route 5 west of the village of Scotia. Do you support this project?
1: Well, you know, we do. Uh, when it first came, as I think you probably saw in the media, there were some residents concerned about you know having a medical marijuana facility in the town. Uh, my my question to them, and, and has been from the beginning, what's the difference between this pharmaceutical production facility and one that um, you know produces any other uh, drug, hmm. um, uh, a or pros, uh, anything else? So they're they're producing a medication that is prescribed by a doctor, that's dispensed um, under state author you know um, mm-hmm. authorization, and this facility has quite a bit of state oversight. So. Really, people aren't going to know what's being produced in there other than, you know, a pharmaceutical drug. Okay. The dispensary is not in Glenville, and that's important to know. This, There's no dispensary that's going to be in another location. This is only a production facility. Mm. And also the fact
0: they're growing it inside the building. Mm-hmm. I know there's another facility. I think it's up in Fulton County. I mean, they grow it outside. but
1: Yeah, this one's inside. Uh, very strict, very uh, strict security protocols. Um, people won't even know that's happening there.
0: You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 plus 100.5 FM. Our guest, Glenville Town Supervisor Chris Catsley. This program will soon be available as a podcast on the Magic 590 website, albanymagic.com, and my website, bobcudmore.com.